Welcome to Thriller Bitcoin. Welcome to Thriller Bitcoin. Take a straight and stronger course to the corner of your life. Make the white queen run so fast. She hasn't got time to make you Privacy, huh? Privacy. Who cares about it? <laughs> Dude, why, why do you think, like, wh- I, wanted, I want to have you on because I want to talk about privacy mainly and we can talk about everything else, but why do you think privacy is important? Like, like especially in Bitcoin, I understand why it's important in, in the Lightning Network. And I should probably separate the two from like real world privacy to like Bitcoin privacy. And then people that are like really on the other side of like, it's just like privacy at all costs kind of thing. Right. Yeah. There's, there's, there's a little bit of, um, you know, the whole thing with privacy is selective disclosure, right? Like, like I choose what information I want out there in the world and, and I choose what people see, what they don't see. Um, and you know, to, to a degree you don't, you know, so, some people go as far as saying like privacy is a right and I think that only works as long as you have the right terminology for privacy. So like, you know, you have the right to seek your own privacy, right? Because um, like once information's out there, like let's say, you know, someone sees you doing something bad. Um, that's information already out there. You have no control of it at that point in time. Um, so the idea that, you know, privacy is a right or that, oh, I have the, you know, right to hide and you know if i'm hiding then you know everyone else has to respect that or whatever but you know it's it's not it's it's really just about what I, you know being able to choose what information you have out there and and in a way you know anytime you interact with something i mean you know going outside and there's like fucking security cameras everywhere um you know i'm i'm you could say that like well now i can't even like go outside without being recorded without my consent dude like all of downtown austin is recorded on the streets yeah it's it like it's the point where it's like you know well i'm making that decision to walk on the street anyways um knowing that i'm being recorded uh probably 
being run through, you know, facial scans and all of that, right? I mean, you walk through the airport and you just have like zero privacy whatsoever. So I, you know, it's, 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 it's really just about like, you know, what, you know, at this point, um, just being able to club, you know, have that sense of, you know, whatever you can control to try to control that, just like to minimize the amount or, you know, people have different preferences, but, but to be able to minimize for me, the, the amount of information out there um, that could really like be used against you whenever, whenever someone has a story they want to tell, whenever someone wants to go after you for a specific reason, um, you, cause you, you, you may think you're like all fine and dandy. Right. Um, and then turns out something you did 10 years ago, you know, when you were just like a stupid kid or, you know, you were doing something that like socially was acceptable 10 years ago and now you're being hunted down for it. Like that's, that's the level of like, practical privacy that I think many people can kind of agree with, like stuff in our past coming back to like coming up and now coming to haunt us. Um, I mean, specifically in the Bitcoin space, it's like, you know, what we're doing now is all fine. Right. Like it's not, Bitcoin's not big enough for it's like um, they care about like actually trying to persecute us. Um, but it could be. So, you know, I'm not saying I'm protected from that. Um, you know, I, I try to, seek as much privacy as I can, like reasonable while still being a person in Austin that can walk down the street and hang out with friends and go to meetups and stuff. Um, but it's not perfect privacy. And I, you know, I don't think there's a such thing as perfect privacy. It's really just like, can you try to get whatever your threat model it is? Can you try to get that um, from the tools that are available in like a practical sense. So like things like using signal instead of text message. Like I got my family set up on signal finally when I went uh, back home for Christmas and you know, my parents were like, well, why would like this? Like I'm only talking to you on this one app. This is the only app I can talk to you on. And I'm like, well, you know, that's the only app I use. That's the only app. Like, you know, I don't want every single text message to like, like one day, um, you know, someone texted me something random, like in a text message on, on a phone I don't use for text. And uh, it was like, you know, wanting to, you know, figure out where to buy drugs or something. I was like, can't help you with that. Like for one, you just said that through text, uh, through clear text, uh, text message. And, and, and for two, um, you know, if you want to say things like that to me, you, you should download signal. <laughs> yeah. Like, like, like there's, there's, you know, and, and, and it's, it's just like, it's just like being able to, you know, in hindsight, like you look at all the cases where, especially Bitcoiners, right, where, where they, you know, gotten snatched up or they've gotten like thrown in jail. I mean, the tiniest mistake, the talk tiniest about mistake will come back. Talk, talk about that. Because there, I have seen it like on RHR where Odell would just be like in a sad mood, bro, because like one of his homies like got locked up or got, you know, offed. Like talk about that. I don't think that's, I don't think we talk about that enough in the space. Yeah. Um, well, there's, there's one that I keep bringing up that not a lot of people know about. And it's this like thing in New Hampshire that's going on. Um, and I forget the exact names of the people involved. Um, but it's essentially, you know, someone trying to create their circular economy up in New Hampshire and their, in their little town that they live in. And, you know, the, the guy's got his own church. Um, so like, there's like a religious practice kind of behind it. And I don't know if that was strictly because he was trying to, um, fall out of reach of, of the federal government some way or not, but 
You know, like to me, um, his crime is trying to create a circular economy with Bitcoin like that pure and simple, like using it, spending it, getting merchants to have it, allowing merchants and, and other people to swap out a Bitcoin to pay their expenses. Um, to me, that's that's all that was happening from my point of view, from from reading all the documents and posts and stuff. Um, but he was he was big enough, and he was a he was a target. He was a big name. He was a podcaster um, for some libertarian or free state movements, uh, something like that. And you know, um, it's just like an example, in my opinion, of like if you're big enough, um, if you put a target on your back, a big enough target on your back. Um, they'll go after you. And then and, and everyone else pleaded guilty for some plea deal in the case, except for the main dude. And so he's going to be facing trial, I believe, in March of this year. Wow. But it's like one of those cases where like, like to me, like they're going to like claim money laundering. They're going to claim fraud. They're going to claim like the lack of like KYC controls and the lack of like money transmission license and stuff like that. But this happens this has happened many times throughout history, just with smaller people. And I think there was, you know, in the, one of the recent articles that came out, he talks about like, hey, like, I just happen to be like a quote unquote popular enough figure um, that you hear this story. But all the time people are getting uh, like sellers on, on you know, Bitcoin peer-to-peer marketplaces, uh, like local Bitcoin and stuff. Like you put enough volume in, you're putting a target on your back, an easy target on your back. Where all it basically takes is like one, um, one law enforcement officer to do a trade with you, and then boom, like you're, you're okay. They're gonna claim this. They're gonna claim that. Like they'll say something little. They'll say something like, "Oh yeah, yeah, I'm trying to you know pay my drug dealer or something." And then then if you go through with that deal, uh, anyways, then they're gonna get you on enabling, you know, criminal activity. They're gonna like throw whatever book at you that they can throw at you. Um, under their legal structure, um, and and not only that, I mean, there was uh, Mark Hops, Hopkins or Hopkins up in Dallas. You know, he was busted a few months ago. Um, well, I think he was busted even before that, but he actually went to jail, pr- uh, prison a few months ago. Um, ended up having to plead guilty because, um, you know, he and I knew him back in the Dallas, you really? know, Dallas uh, OG OG days, but 2017, 2018. And he was a really good good guy, stand up dude. Um, just enabled people to buy and sell Bitcoin uh, with fiat. And um, just uh, a few shady characters ended up um, utilizing him. Um, and, you know, a slip of the tongue uh, here and there, you know, some things that he said that he probably shouldn't have said in a certain way. Um, and then now they're they're They were trying to get his wife caught up into it, too. Uh, they were trying to say, OK, here's. 15 charges against you. By the way, that New Hampshire case, there was like 15 or so charges brought against them. Most of them dropped by the time it actually you know, got to court. They tried to scare the shit out of you. Um, and that's what they did with, with Mark and, and his wife. They said, well, your wife's name's on this bank account too, so we're going to go after her as well. And we're going to throw both of you in prison and your children are going to go to foster care and you will see them maybe in five to 10 years. Gosh. Uh, it's like these, these people are corrupt. They despise us. They're trying to pay for their own salaries. They're trying to validate what they're doing. And they're, they're trying to fucking go after you 
with all that they got, with all the resources available to them. So in my head, well, then we have to go at it with all the available resources to us, right? All the things that make us more private, all the things that make us more secure, um, because it's it's a war. It it really is a war. Um, who do you think that who do you think that war is against? Do you think it's do you think it's a war against making sure we we own our own uh, we own our own privacy, like we own our own private information, or or is it is it a war against an establishment or a regime or like some you know, power of a sort, like, what do you think, what do you think this war is? You know, I, I think, I think it's the war, but the other way around, I think it's the war against people challenging the status quo. Um, it's, it's the, the war that the government um, and nation states are having against people that are fed up with the way that things are currently running um, and they want to operate in a different way. And that different way, if it is a big enough impact, could really threaten and challenge uh, the people in power. It's, it's, it's a war. It's a war power. Um, and if we're challenging the power structure, if we're challenging how they make their money, their cushy little lifestyles and their, their, their fiat jobs in D.C., um, you know, then, then that's, that's what they're going to come after. And, you know, all it takes is like knocking down a few, a few targets to just scare people. Yeah. Big, big profile. They don't care if it's just like some guy got locked up innocently, like, like Ross. Yeah. Ross dude. Uh, double life plus 10 or 15 years. Um, it's like, they don't care that like, that like basically he wasn't, he was operating a website, dude. Like that's that they didn't see it that way. They 100% saw it as like, well, we have to get ahead of this. Now we have to throw the books at this dude to stop anyone from trying to do this again. I mean, there, there's been like Silk Road 2.0s and 3.0s that have come af- after him. And some of those guys have gotten caught like some of them less than five years. That's so crazy. it's and and then some of the start charges that they were going after him ended up, you know, Ross specifically ended up getting dropped too. But, um, you know, but sometimes, uh, you know, but that perception still stay like, oh, this is, this is a really, really bad guy. Like he's operating a website that's, that's honestly like doing more for, um, (laughs) you know, drug safety and drug prevention than, than any other, than any other government effort anyways. I think the surprising thing to me when it comes to the drug enforcement uh, agencies and, uh, and those like is that, you know, literally right down the street right here, there's four guys selling drugs every day and no one stops them. If anything, I think those guys are informants personally. Like I lived in Austin long enough to understand like those guys are informing APD and that's how that, that's how that game works. And the, the reason they're right there on sixth street is because they get all the new people that come into town, they come party on sixth street and they're literally there to gatekeep. And it's, it's a sad reality that no one wants to talk about. I was getting, I was, when I had Clinton on about four podcasts ago, we were talking about that. Right. And then, uh, you know, there was a shooting and then I think there was another shooting like on East six or whatever. And it, it's like, these things just keep happening, but they happen because the system as we know it right now is corrupt and it's corrupt because they're trying to create all these funnels to get people into jail. And then that leads to a whole nother discussion. But, um, to your point, like Silk Road, was it question mark, like a better place to buy drugs? 
I don't know, man. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it's just, it's just a sad reality that we live in, dude. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, I, I, I keep saying that you know, more Bitcoiners need to be operating under the street smarts of <laughs> the people that are like outlaws already um, and, and live outside the boundaries of the law, not to like, you know, do anything legal or anything. Just like we need to have that awareness that like what we're doing right now, the simple things, you know, it's fun. Like, you know, I, I have a lot of fun here in Austin and and we all get drunk and drink and, and uh, you know, hang out and have fun all the time. Right. But like, it's, if, if it goes the direction, I think most Bitcoiners think it could go, not that it will go in in a terribly you know negative dystopian future. Um, but if, if, if some of that turns out to be true and some of that is right and Bitcoin does challenge fiat, um, I don't, for one, I don't think it's going to be very fun for anyone in that world. Um, but for two, it definitely won't be fun for the people that are going up against those that still hold the reins of power and that corruption that they still hold. Like, like, yeah, they, they could be informants. Uh, how many people do you think in the Bitcoin industry are informants already? Um, it's, it's a thought that comes to my mind a lot. Uh, cause it, 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 that's why it's like you, you like using privacy tools, but also being very aware of what you say, um, and who you talk to and, and what you end up doing is, is very important. Like it's, yeah, I probably think about that more than, more than most things. And like, that's the thing, um, not to like throw out the, well, if you know, what do you, what do you need to hide, you know, um, conversation, but it's like, there's not much, there's honestly not (laughs) much. Like you would think I'm into so many sketchy stuff because like, I want so much privacy and I really value it. Um, but the sad reality, like, no, I don't, I don't, I don't do anything. Like, like, uh, I'm just like a normal dude, um, that has fun with friends that doesn't want everything I do tracked. I don't want algorithm algorithms ran against me. I don't want uh, things to come back in 10, 20 years as like, oh, that was a Bitcoiner that said that once. Let's go get them. You know, I'm just like just trying not to be the lowest hanging fruit. And <laughs> and it's it's like wow. yeah, I mean that's 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 really the reality of the situation. I know I'm far beyond the low like not being the lowest hanging fruit. Um, even just just living a normal life, not caring about privacy. I know I'm probably fine, but, um, I want to be as low, as far away as the lowest hanging fruit as I can. I think the, I think the interesting thing, at least for me, like talking about privacy and, uh, I think it was like 2020, I think it was 2020 when I launched Thriller Bitcoin, we started writing like journalistic pieces about the WEF and about like, you know, the whole thing with that. And dude, I remember, I remember, I think I, I told you this, like the FBI was I'm pretty sure it was the FBI. I was following me early on. Like they would go to my church. They would follow me to church. They'd follow me to my apartment. They'd follow me like anywhere I would go. And it was just kind of interesting. I was like, wow. Like, and, and, and it was the same guy. Cause I, I had a friend at the time that she would tell me, she's like that same guy that was there at this one was also there at this one. And then I knew for a fact was when I went to church one day and the guy was literally like in the church. It was like the scene you would see from a movie. He was like yeah. in the church. He didn't know any of the, the Catholic Catholicism, like cadences or in a procession, anything, any of that stuff. And you could tell he was just there. And then I waited there and it was raining that day. And he literally was like waiting outside 
Cause when I came outside, then he left. Yeah. It was just like, that's when I knew early on, like, um, like, Hey, there's this, like, there's consequences to what you write. There's consequences to who you're associated with. And then when I started working for TFTC, I felt like even more came and that would come through a different sort. Um, yeah, I mean, it's, they, it's, it's a, it's a real thing. And, and I never talked about this publicly and you know, I apologize to people that um, I might have said things about, but it was one of the main reasons why I've been more public and more open with my life and, and letting people know, like I'm on this journey um, in the light. And it's, it's, it's a, it's a, it's a reason to get ahead of whatever is going to come later for you, I, I would say. And, and that's why I, I kind of live in, I want to say I live in public, but I'm a very open guy. Like who you see car here is also the same car that's at home, you know, in his apartment is the same guy. And then who I'm there is also the same guy that you'll see like at a Mercado or like wherever, like I'm that guy 24 seven. Yeah. Um, and it had a lot to do with me being followed early on. I, and I think that's a valid approach too. Um, uh, you know, I, I think, I think Kyle says that a lot as well, just being open in public and like, I'm not, not hiding anything. I'll tell them our plans, you know, straight from the get go. Um, and they can try to stop it if they want to. Um, you know, and I, and I think, I think there's some validity in that. And, and, and that's, that's the fact too, is like, you know, in, in a lot of cases they aren't, hiding it either the F- yeah they're the not feds aren't they come to that. pbs <laughs> like yeah. they show up to pbs like we had that one guy show up to pbs and he literally told one of the guys because they went to shiners it's like oh yeah i work for the fbi yeah and i'm like what it's like they're not even hiding it like no they're they probably don't. all over Austin. i mean if you've seen any mafia movie like and it's anytime there's a funeral it's like they're all out there in the rain you know like like <laughs> 40 feet away, like yeah. taking pictures of everyone at the funeral. Right. Like that's, this is an iconic, you know, movies, you know, so not to dramatize it too much, but it's like, I, th- I think that's definitely about, I think they, they aren't hiding it, but they have the power um, and resources that they're not the ones that, that need to hide. I think the biggest thing for me is like, I just don't want to get offed by them. Mm-hmm. Right. Like that's my biggest thing is like, at least let me finish what I want to set out to do is like bring you know, more Bitcoin companies out there, help more developers, help my community. Like, let me get all that done first before you come after me and like try to take me. I mean, that's my biggest fear, especially riding a motorcycle these days is like, of course they could just go up to it and like do whatever they wanted to. And like, there's nothing I could do it, but like, at least give me the opportunity and at least go out and do that first. That's my, at least that's my hope. Yeah. Whether I get there or not, we'll see. It's just one day at a time. Do you think that's a possibility? Um, them taking out people. yeah i mean i mean not to be too you know paranoid or schizophrenic about that but it's i mean it's it's possible i mean when you look into some of the uh bizarre deaths it says um I free, I free, i'm terrible with names um but the guy that was really popular in the 3d printing um industry last year Ooh. was uh I, again i don't know his name oh you don't have to say his name but uh, what happened it was basically, you know, he was really popular in being able to 3D print um, sophisticated, uh, you know, weapons. Um, and, you know, one day they raided his apartment when he wasn't there. And then three days later, they found out, like, he had a heart attack in, in, in his car parked in front of his parents' house. Oh, wow. And just, like, spontaneous heart attack. Like, young dude just, just, just randomly has a 
heart attack in the you know front of his parents' house. Like he's on the run, and he I don't know what just like apparently just got to his parents' house and he's just dead in his car. Uh, I don't know. Uh, you know, are we still buying Epstein's death? Like it's it's kind of like one of those situations where it's uh, yeah they have the resources and technical ability and can hide their tracks. Um, I mean, it's one of those things that's always possible. It's just like whether or not it's feasible um, or it's because uh, if it were to happen too much, let's, let's go to the extreme side of that situation. If, if, if everyone we knew or not everyone, but you know, it started being a popular thing that like people are getting off. Uh, I think there were people would clap back, right? Like yeah. Would clap- I mean, wouldn't that piss you off? I would be very upset. Like, if, like, wouldn't that of, really like, yeah. drive you further more than anything else to just take down the system if that's what you believe was? I, I hope that's why I hope they don't do that. I hope I hope they give us enough time to l- let let us show them that hey, we're all operating in the light. Right. That we we are doing these for like we're trying. There, there are conversations that I have inside of Plub Lab, and I won't say who it is, but like it's America, right? It was founded on these ideals, mm-hmm. and we're just trying to get back to that America. If anything. We're patriots, I would say. Yeah, um, I agree. And 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 a lot of what I've said so far has probably like seemed dark or like very defensive, but like that's that's the thing. Like I like it's not um, my objective to go to war. That's why I said I think it's the reverse. I think it's them trying to have a war with us in our way of going about currency um, that isn't controlled by them. Right? Um, it's not us going like, okay, here's how we. We take down the government. Let's yeah. let's start using because it's not that it's like here's how we take back our control. Like be responsible to each other, res- responsible to ourselves. Um, here's how we're not dependent on a single point of failure. Um, if anything, it makes it makes America and the U.S. more resilient. And, yeah. and you've heard certain people in the space, you know, that aren't liked, but they have a point when it comes to like proof of work and all that type of stuff when it comes to mining. Right. Um, if anything, it makes America a lot more. Um, resilient yeah yeah, especially the energy grid um but yeah th- and that's the thing so it's like um but i think it's a reality that we still have to be defensive right like we have to prepare for worst case scenarios um even if what i even if what we're doing we believe is like you know the peaceful peaceful protest like us just using opting out an alternative currency yeah right that's all we're talking about here um, us not using something that they control. And if that is going to be a big deal, because then they start, you know, losing power, losing profits, losing the ability to, to control citizens that's on them. And based on how they react is like how, how we should react, how, how we, how we react towards that, how defensive we get, how, how much we try to protect. Um, and it could get bloody. Um, do you think but, lightning? Do you think lightning helps with that? Do you think well, lightning is is the solution that gets us there? I mean, I think I think Bitcoin is the solution. Anything that we can do to 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 make it easier and to scale it um, helps. Like uh, you know, lightning still has a long way to go, um, and it and it can be a solution for for s- certain uh, circumstances. But um, I, I think just in general, Bitcoin is what what helps us uh, to that. So um, by extension, you know, lightning helps, right? Like it definitely doesn't hurt it. Um, and anything we can do to make lightning better and, and, you know, possibly alternative scaling solutions to Bitcoin as well. Anything, anything we can do to make 
using Bitcoin and opting into Bitcoin and earning in Bitcoin, buying things in Bitcoin, anything that makes that easier, I think, I think helps. Okay, let's uh, let's switch gears a little bit because I want to talk into, I want to talk about a little more about Lightning privacy and all those aspects. You know, there's, I mean, we we hang out with nothing but it seems like these days with uh, with Lightning developers. Uh, very, I'm very seeing like Bitcoin developers, or I guess you guys are all Bitcoin developers, but I, I feel like I hang out with more with Lightning developers and, and the privacy aspect of it. Um, is the Lightning Network private? I it's, keep, it's I not keep private enough. I will say that. So, so you're saying that it is private then? There's some privacy aspects to it, um, especially on the sending side. But there's there's definitely ways that it, it's not very strong. Like there's 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 a lot of nuances, right? Like it's it's like sending it's like sending an on chain Bitcoin address, right? Like if you're just one user or one pub key sending to another pub key, like like public address. Um, you know, they're like, oh, well, the, you know, my name's not attached to it, right? But then there are, there's all these nuances. Like, well, um, has that you know address ever came from a KYC exchange before? Like, like you know, do we, does it match certain spending behaviors? Like, you know, even on-chain Bitcoin, there's a lot of nuances. Lightning is the same way. Like, are you using a, someone's mobile app? That's like, you know, the LSP. So they basically see everything that you do anyways. Well, then it's like, you're not really getting good sending privacy anyways. Um, even if the lightning network has good send privacy guarantees, it's like, it's like, who knows what? And, you know, like if you're using something like moon or, uh, another, you know, breeze or, or Phoenix or whatever, there's an LSP and generally you don't connect to anyone else besides them. Um, they basically, you know, they don't know who you are as a person in most cases. Um, I don't think they have any sort of like accounts or email. Well, I think Moon has email address stuff, but it's very light in far as far as like what they know about you. So you know, you could say that that's good. Um, you could even use it, I believe, without linking an email address and stuff. So that's even better. Um, but they can still say they can still see like you know your IP address if you're not using a VPN. They can still see all the transactions you sent, all the transactions you received. Um, you know, maybe the end destinations, like if I'm paying for like a coffee at a store, you know, they probably won't, you know, be able to, I mean, to a high degree, they won't be able to like see where that came from. Although they can see, oh, it came directly from the moon LSP. Um, so this must be a moon user. Um, like that's probably as far as like a normal receiver and merchant will be able to guess from a, from a spender. Um, but that's like enough for possibly like, uh, you know, warrants to be issued, subpoenas to be issued, you know, things like that. Yeah. If it ever got to that point and, and we haven't gotten to that point, I believe, um, I'd be curious, you know, I think we need to see more warrant canaries in the space, uh, like when, whenever law, law enforcement has like requested information on a particular user, um, but that's the thing. All it will take is like one or two subpoenas for 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 like you know law enforcement to be able to see, you know, some of the information about people spending and receiving habits if they're using like a mobile LSP or something. Do you think like do you think like firms like Chain Analytics are helping or hurting uh, Lightning privacy? Well, they, I think Chain uh, Chain Analysis has. Uh, like done one lightning offering 
Um, I don't know anyone. I think that was maybe a year ago. Um, I don't know anyone that's like used it or has any information about it. Like they kind of keep some of the products and stuff um, secret. Uh, so until someone actually uses that product and leaks, <laughs> leaks information, yeah. um, we don't really know what they're doing. Do you think it's better? Like, like some of these in-house, like I know Kraken has like a lightning channel now. Right. And do you think it's better if like some of these exchanges and, and bigger, uh, channels just do their own in-house kind of, um, analytics? Yeah. Um, probably. I mean, I know, I know. Coinbase went in that direction, um, and one of the things that they ended up doing was acquiring, um, this, the, I think it was literally called the hacking team, oh, wow. uh, to do it, and and then they started. Well, they went, they went, they went in the bad direction, right? Like they they did it to have like more control over the over the analytics, and also probably to keep, you know, have less third parties, right? Like if they're sending all of their on chain data history and stuff and, and queries to chain analysis, then chain analysis has a lot of information about Coinbase users. So oh, wow. Coinbase, yeah. the business. So I think you're right. Like, yes, if you're going to do it, do it more in house. Um, but Coinbase took it a terrible step further and they decide. So after they did that, they said, well, this was a very bad acquisition. We have to be able to come back from this and monetize it. So we're going to start selling our services to the United States government. Do, do they really? Yep. And it's on their blog that they did that? Uh, I mean, I think Brian Armstrong, like very shortly came out and said, like they started taking, uh, what's it, what's it called in the government world? Uh, there was like proposals by the IRS and DHS and, oh, okay. and, you know, probably BPG, uh, right. or BPG border control or whatever. Um, where they would do these like hundred thousand dollars per year contracts, which is like nothing. It's like you're gonna monetize your multi-million dollar acquisition by selling a few uh hundred thousand dollar per year contracts to the government. Like, no, it's not about that. It was to be buddy buddy with the United States government more to show that they're a good faith actor, to show that they're complying and every reasonable way possible or quote unquote reasonable um, to try to get their own shit passed, to try to get, try to sell more coins that should be securities to try to, <laughs> to try to get off. I mean, they just paid, I, I heard it was either $50 million or a hundred million dollars to the New York government. Yeah. And guess what? Their stock went up after they did that. There's so many Coinbase, Coinbase loyalists inside of Bitcoin. A hundred percent. Yeah. No, no, no there, one. there are, they, they just don't, yeah, I, I see. I, I've been. I mean, I've, I've been in the crypto Bitcoin space since like 2017. Crypto people, maybe not Bitcoin. But I feel like there's even Bitcoiners, man. Like, there's a lot of people that 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 why. have some of that equity, bro. We need better friends, maybe. <laughs> but I, I do. I do see that. It's it's obvious to me. Um, Sometimes, I mean, it makes sense too. They've been around for over a decade, right? Yeah, I mean, I the the, the only example I have is like sometimes people still say like. Okay, well, what's the best place to like send your mom or dad? And the easy answer is just saying, okay, Coinbase. But you're, what you're really doing is just like unleashing the cesspool of crap that you're going to have to answer to and clean up. You send your parents over to Coinbase, 
And then you're going to have to answer, oh, what is this ETH thing? Oh, what is what is Solana? <laughs> like Coinbase says I can get yield. Should I do this? And you have to answer all those stupid questions. And and if you're not, and if you don't care about the person, you send them to Coinbase. Uh, if you yeah. care about the person, then you you send them to like River or Swan or, or you know, somewhere that's like Bitcoin, Bitcoin only. Because um, you're sure sometimes the UX isn't as clean and good as, you know, a... <laughs> multi-billion dollar IPO'd company, um, you know, with just endless resources to, to blow. But, you know, it's, uh, that's the only case where I hear people still sometimes say Coinbase, but I don't think I've heard anyone, any Bitcoiner say Coinbase in a positive light in like a year or two. Yeah. Well, I think, do you think RoboSense is a solution? Do you think stuff like that is a solution? Like, what, what do you think, what, what, do you think it's these other mobile exchanges that are coming out like what do you where do you think where do we send people like, yeah um or you think it's like bitramp do you think it's like places like that or i mean yeah ideally ideally you're not sending people to kyc services um at all but that's the reality situation is like that's that's still going to be the way easier place for just an army to get but, there. Then, then you get into that conversation of like a 6102, right? Like, right. So how do you avoid that? Yeah. You make it, you try to make it as easy as possible, be able to buy and send Bitcoin, um, especially peer to peer, or it's just like, just receiving it, man. Like, like you, you get them start accepting a salary in Bitcoin, maybe like, like true circular economy. Like, Anytime you're going between Bitcoin and fiat, it 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 fucking sucks. Yeah, like it, there will never be a way around it. There will never be a true solution that's like easy to use, anonymous, um, and and basically those those two things are like my main requirements, right? Like if if I, my ideal requirements, um, you know, and 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 stuff like Bisc and and RoboSats, um, they they've come a long way. Um, but again, it goes back to like, well, look at local bitcoins and all the people that were busted from now the they're KYC. Yeah. It's like, uh, you know, th- and there's like payment methods that you can use on, on those that you know have somewhat of some some anonymous behavior to them, like like uh, Amazon. You, you sell Amazon gift cards. You know, that's pretty fungible. Um, if you want to talk about like less KYC stringent requirements, mm-hmm. but like I. No, I used I used BISC before, you know, testing it out and stuff. And uh I didn't like the um the bank transfer stuff. Any anything that like touched truly yeah. like, fiat KYC rails, it it builds a spider web, a honeypot spider web of users. Like if you think about this user sends a transaction to this user, sure, they don't know it's for Bitcoin, right? But then you see the spider web of like, well, then this person transacted with that guy and that guy and that guy and that guy and that guy. And, that guy. and oh, this guy got busted for for being a large Bitcoin trader. Well, then let's let's see who he was interacting with and who his peers were interacting with. And then boom, you built a spider web of potential Bitcoin buys and sells. And you could get swept up in something um, simply by doing a trade with a bad guy. I mean, that's that's kind of how... Um, you know, you don't even have to be doing anything bad yourself. Like maybe it's like a few hundred dollars of Bitcoin you're buying or whatever. But if you do that through some, you know, even if it's peer to peer, but some like bank transaction, 
Um, all it takes is like one bad trade and you could get a knock on your door and have to answer to that. I mean, if you're, even if you end up being fine, like you just say like, I, yeah, I bought a few hundred dollars worth of Bitcoin. Like that's not bad. It's like, okay, well we need to, what can you tell us about this person? And Gosh. are you going to cooperate or, you know, Gosh. things, things like that. Like it's, it, 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 it's, it's acting within their surveillance network. Yeah. And pretty much anytime you use fiat, that isn't like cash. I mean, even gift cards aren't the best solution, right? Like if you look at <laughs> that rapper girl, uh, that's, Oh yeah. Yeah. The one that, money. yeah. I remember yeah. That. Um, one of the ways that they got them was because they bought uh, a gift card with Bitcoin, a Walmart gift card with Bitcoin. And then they used that to buy something on walmart.com and have it shipped to their home address. Oh, wow. Interesting. Now, I don't think that's the only, you know, you know, piece that they put together, but like, that's apparently, wow. like, you know, they weren't, uh, they were mixing some of their funds uh, through Wasabi or something, but there was like some bugs with Wasabi or like they weren't doing it right. There's, there's a lot of speculation on that and I don't know what's true or not, but um, some of their coin joins weren't good enough or they didn't do it all or there were some bugs and a Bitcoin transaction got linked to a Visa God. gift card purchase like or, or sorry, walmart.com gift card purchase. Same thing with like Visa purchases and stuff. Um, that's why like the, the, the number one thing that I really, you want to know what I use lightning for? Like, well, should you say it? Yeah, yeah, it's okay. fine. It's uh, it's just buying um anonymous Visa gift cards. Oh, interesting. With Lightning, so that's like, okay, right? Well, yeah. I mean, there's nothing wrong with that, right? But like, it's one of those situations where it's like senders have pretty good privacy on Lightning. Um, and if I, you know, want I, I hate you know. There's some privacy uh aware solutions that try to like solve. I think it's like privacy.com. Where you can like, you link your bank account, right? But then you have like dozens of disposable virtual credit cards and you give so one like to each service. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's a proxy. Um, but you're still tying your bank account or whatever too. So like privacy.com is holding your information. Um, but at least it's not like quote unquote public or every, the merchant knows or whatever. But like, that's, that's essentially what I use it for Visa gift cards. So, like, okay, cool. I'm buying like a server online or, I'm re-upping my subscription to my email or Uber provider. or something, or, uh, something simple yeah. like Netflix. Like, okay, cool. I, I want a credit card just for Netflix and I don't want to give them all my information. Um, I'll do buy you, a Visa gift card you, with do lightning. You, do you think it's, do you think we need to like do like Vortex and Ellen proxy and some of these other solutions in for, between those things? Do you think that's for a sender for, for receiving you, you probably should, but for sending, like if you're, if you're not, um, I would probably say like, you know, don't use something like an LSP, um, like, you know, like moon or breeze or whatever. I mean, you can, you're probably, you'll probably be fine. Um, but if you want to be as private as possible, set up your own lightning node, um, make your own channels to different parties and, and a variety of different parties, make them unannounced channels. Um, and then, uh, whoever you pay, as long as, it's not the person you have a direct channel with. Like you want some hops. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Right? So it's like, like I want to, if, if I'm buying a gift card from the Bitcoin company, um, and if I want to be as, you know, anonymous as possible, private as possible, I'm not going to open a channel with them and then, and then buy from them. Gotcha. Cause okay. they'll see, well, where did this payment come from? It came from this node. Well, this is a unannounced node, a private node. 
that has no other channels. So it couldn't have routed through him. Like no one else could have made this payment except this that person. makes sense. Yeah. Um, so you want some hops in the middle. So it's like, you know, maybe I'll look up, okay, who's the Bitcoin company connected to? What would their node? Who is their node connected to? Oh, it's connected to BitRefill or it's connected to to this exchange. Okay, I'll open a channel with them. And, you know, even if it's just like one hop, that's still a lot better. Like then from there, it could have been any node on the network right. that came through that other node. And would you recommend like using Tor or using some other solution? Yeah, using Tor. I mean, most, uh, if you're using like a node in a box solution, like Umbral or Raspi Blitz or something, um, they're pretty much Tor by default. Uh, so you're not leaking your IP address or anything. So, And then if you're receiving, like, let's say hypothetically, I, I want to receive to my private unannounced node, something like Ellen Proxy or Vortex makes sense? Or no? I think so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, Vortex right now, not that's more for... Well, you can open channels that way with Vortex and, and that would be good to do. Because um, like when you open a channel, it's very much linked to the UTXO you used. So if 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 that is like a UTXO that came from Coinbase, well then Coinbase knows your identity and probably, you know, law enforcement and stuff too. So if you open up a channel with that, well, we know, okay, well, that node is is this user or whatever. Plus when you if you are like a fully private node and you have unannounced channels, all unannounced channels, no one can pay you unless you leak out that information about that channel. Now, so that used to be the case, I believe now, and I don't know the how it's been deployed out, but there's something called short channel ID alias um, that allows you to conceal the UTXO that you used to open an unannounced channel. Um, so I believe that should be, you know, if, if people haven't rolled it out by now, that, that should be how it should act right now. So you should be okay um, for the most part opening a UTXO, but you have to be aware of like the node you're opening to. Like, like uh, no matter what, like they used to be called private channels and that was like the wrong name for it. It should have just been called unannounced, unannounced channels. The, the node you opened up a channel with, they have to know the UTXO you use like there's no way to, to hide that like they there's funds locked up they have to know that funds are actually locked up and you look at the utxo for that so um yeah that's some really good advice. but yeah ellen proxies are really good because um it looks like you're just paying out like anyone that pays that invoice it looks like they're just paying ellen proxy and then ellen proxy will will end up paying you and then you can reveal you know, your invoice to Ellen Proxy and only Ellen Proxy knows as long as Ellen Proxy is not a spook. Dude, that, that was one of the coolest things. I remember when Ellen Proxy got released and you and the guys were here in the lab and, and I remember coming over there and asking you to explain it to me and like, like, ex, like whiteboard it basically. And I was like, oh dude, that's actually, why, why don't we have this on every, um, yeah. yeah, right. Like on every wallet, just like with the option of, incog I guess, incog not incognito, but you know what I mean? Like just a, a flip of yeah. a switch. It just makes more sense. Right. And and before that, um, the way I kind of said that people should go about it is by, um, and it's not, it's not the best solution because it's using a custodian, but like I would always say, okay, don't send straight from Strike to your node. Right. Because Strike will know your node's information. Um, now, sure, they don't know if you're paying someone or if you're withdrawing. But let's say... Every month you would draw from strike into a certain node. Well, that's probably your node. Yeah, and we're, we're not and and just to be clear, we're not like saying don't use strike or don't oh, yeah, all, yeah. All, all, yeah. We're, all we're saying is like 
they're they're at the um they're at the the behest of uh, of authorities that come and ask for that information. Right, right, right. Possibly yeah. well, in the so, future. So yeah, yeah, you can use them. Just, yeah. you know, if you want to conceal your lightning node, um, and you don't want anyone to know what lightning node yours is, then don't send directly from Strike to your lightning node. Um, and I would say, well, you know, maybe first send it to Moon or Walter Satoshi or Breeze or something. And then, you know, once you receive the payment from there, then make the payment to your true node because Breeze or Moon or uh, Wall Satoshi, they might not know that it came from Strike and they definitely don't know what your user ID was. So they don't know where the source came from. And, but they do know the destination. Um, and that's about it. So, like, Strike doesn't know the true destination. And, you know, if you're using Wallace Satoshi to do this, Wallace Satoshi doesn't know the source. So, like, you know, they're both at least kind of blinded in what they know. Um, and that's, you know, that's, that's pretty good. So, Ellen Proxy has kind of taken the approach of like, yeah, well, instead of just like, you're, you're, for one, if you're using Wallace Satoshi, you're, it's custodial. So, you're, te- even if you're just like using them temporarily, you're still trusting them with the funds a little bit. Ellen Proxy is like completely non trusted or, uh, trustless by nature. Um, it's just like it holds on to the payment for a little bit. It, it can't redeem it without sending you funds. So it's like, you know, once Ellen Proxy holds on to the funds, then they can pay you. And then, you know, through the HTLC mechanism, you you reveal the pre-image and then Ellen Proxy uses that pre-image to redeem the funds from, um, from there, from the person that paid them. So it like, you know, it's like basically using Wallace Satoshi trustlessly to do this like proxy thing. So I think I think it's genius. I'm surprised the all the years that I've been in Lightning Privacy, like I didn't decide. Like it's like 50 lines of Go code. I know, yeah. It's like it's like incredibly simple and and done in the correct way. So like major props to Ellen Proxy. Yeah. Do you think that's? Do you think we'll start seeing more and more of that, Tony? Um, where there'll there'll be these kind of like. I hate calling them privacy tools because I think it paints it in a bad light, but like these, these, um, these safer ways of sending um, sats. Do you think like there'll be more anon developers creating these kind of safer ways to send sats? I hope so. I mean, it's, it's kind of a challenge. Like, I mean, you could look at me and I'm not uh, very much, I guess, somewhat of a public figure in a way. Um, Very known, like, you know, tied to to my face and stuff, but it's like you're giving up you're giving up a lot of like potential social capital and prestige by being fully anonymous. Um, Interesting. And that's that's like the major trade-off. Now it doesn't have to be like if you are persistent enough and and you're um, consistent and persistent enough, um, you could still get a pretty good online social um, persona and, and social capital that way. Uh, it's definitely a lot harder. Um, and then you, it definitely doesn't transfer over into the physical realm unless you leak that information. Um, but it's, it's, you know, if, if I'm, I, I'm glad people are, are out there doing that. And I think we definitely need more of it. Um, you know, if like, I always joke, like if I could, if I could go back, I would, 
you know, do it completely. Like, you know, one of my original nims was just like completely anon. And then I decided to leak it to my <laughs> name and face. And then, and then, and then that just kept going. Right. Like, yeah. you know, and, and when you first get into the Bitcoin for the first time, your thought, your first thought isn't uh, to be completely anonymous. Like you're like, Oh yeah, what's Bitcoin. Let me ask around. Let me hang out with Bitcoin people. And then, and then you're like, Oh wow, this is a serious thing. This is like yeah. something. And then, and then later you think, Oh shit, I need to be careful. Yeah. And then by that time it's too late. Yeah. Yeah. I totally agree. Uh, I'm the same. We're way not like too. completely like, too late. You, you yeah. can always, you know, but you, well, once you, once you've leaked out information, correlating your yeah. identity, it's leaked out. Yeah. I mean, I know more than probably most people on that. Like it's, <laughs> there's no clawing that back yeah. completely. And then at that point, sometimes it's like, well, then what's, what's the point? Yeah. Gosh, man, there's a, yeah, there's a fine line there, right? Like, not knowing enough at the time and then, and then going down that path. Let, let's switch gears. Let's, let's talk about, um, let's talk about mutiny, man. Uh, that's a, that's a project that, um, that has been going on for a little while now. Um, I remember when you came up with it, uh, or the idea, but w- we just had, we just had a, a critique on it last, was it last ABDC and everybody was, even some people that we, that we didn't even know were, were critiquing it in a, in a good light and stuff like that. But um, what do you, what do you th- what do you think about mutiny these days? Do you think it's uh, do you think it's going to be a full fledged um, startup? I I hope so to some degree, um, or at least like at least like a f- full fledged like wallet. Like that's that's like bare minimum goals that I know we want to hit. Um, whether if it turns into a startup or not. Um, like we know we want an awesome wallet <clears throat> and we know we want to do it, you know, in a privacy preserving way. And also the accessibility of it is a huge thing as well. But yeah, you're, you're right. We, we started building it at the BTC plus plus hackathon that you guys threw with, with nifty, with, uh, 50, uh, sorry, nifty and the base 58 uh, yeah. people um, started as like a, like, you know, very proof of concept stage back then. And we just iterated over it. Um, pretty much the rest of the year, I guess six, seven months now already. It feels like an eternity ago. Yeah, it feels like a long time. Um, and we've just been working on it in our spare time mostly for the most part. Um, and then I guess like recently, like, like November, October, um, you know, we wanted to go a completely new direction with Mutiny. Um, for one, I got banned from the Apple App Store. <laughs> I'm sorry to laugh, dude. I don't know why. <laughs> hey, it um, happens. Yeah, I mean, I mean, they just banned uh, uh, JB55, the Domus thing. Oh, yeah. yeah so it's is like, is it actually? Oh, well, not banned, but they just won't let them go on there. Yeah, um, they want them to put in censorship. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. No, we didn't even like upload an app yet. Like, I just I went through their fucking KYC process. Um, everything legit information. Uh, you know, I still. You know, I'm still a United States citizen with bank accounts and KYC <laughs> and government ad, uh, you know, ID, right? Like, you know, I'm not like that off the wall. So like all legit information and like got approved, got my business approved. Uh, then like the next day they're like, oh, we need, we, we need additional information. And I'm, so I'm like, what? okay, I submitted yeah, the strange. additional information they wanted and they kept denying it. Uh, saying that I couldn't have identity verification properly. I'm like, I just did that. Like, why are you making me do it again? And then they email me back saying that I'm I'm some sanctioned individual. 
I'm like, sanction from who? And they're like, well, it's either from the United States consolidated sanction list or from some other government's sanction list. And it's actually public. You can look up all the sanctioned individuals from the United States. Uh, I wasn't on there. So apparently I'm on some list somewhere in the world that no one will tell me about and I can't get any information on. Or it's, you know, like, you know, like confusing my identity with someone else who knows. Yeah, that's possible. Yeah. I mean, it could have been a mistake and they, but like after submitting completely valid information, they just wouldn't approve me and, and I've had to delete my account since then. Um, and get and so it's like, okay, well, this is going to be a reoccurring problem. Um, like app store censorship, um, regulations, um, you know, bending the knee to Apple and, and even Google play store to some degree. And it was like, no, what, like where we're going, we shouldn't be stopped. And the idea for mutiny web was born that way. Just, I think I remember like just laying in bed going like, this is bullshit. Yeah. Uh, fuck these people. And then like texting Paul and I was like, dude, let's go to the web. You can't be stopped there. And he's like, let's do it. And then that's, that's then like, you know, a week or two later, we start like hacking that, or like, I think the both on. Oh, yeah. Started both propping up around thing. then. Um, yeah. Or sorry, yeah, both off on. Um, uh, there used to be one called both on. Um, and then, uh, and then got picked up by voltage and, you know, half, half my time, half Paul's time is spent on mutiny. Um, shout out to the team at voltage. Shout out to Graham. Shout out to Graham. It's a good one. Um, and then, yeah, it's just, uh, you know, Ben Carmen started helping out with the project in some significant ways. Um, and now it's just like we got second place. <laughs> so, uh, and that was huge. I mean, we, we set out to actually put a lightning node in a web browser, like a real running lightning node. You always go for the impossible, huh? Well, it's not fun otherwise. <laughs> like, why would I want to do something that someone else already did? Yeah. And, 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 I don't know if you want to share this background, but we can always cut this out. But like, you know, you're a big part of the impervious team. You're the one who kind of built the structural foundation for a lot of that. Yeah. I had, uh, um, um, I saw, saw their idea. I thought it was a good idea and came on to turn that idea into, to a real thing. Um, and you know, that was a lot of fun and, and definitely, you know, getting, getting it out there and getting the hats of people was really cool. Um, but yeah, that's the thing. Like I always, always wanting to do new projects and new ideas. And, and especially if it's something that's like my project and my idea, then that's, you know, a lot more fun. Um, it's cool, man. We, we saw, we saw the demo. Um, um, yeah. During ABDC and, uh, it was like the simple things that everybody kind of, you know, were saying the same, like, uh, opportunities there to make it a little bit better. Um, yeah, that so was it, super it was, cool. I wrote down everything you did. Yeah. Every, every, <laughs> pretty much every sentence. Yeah. I, I uh, documented. Yeah. And, it, it was interesting too. Cause like Paul's face was showing up the whole time. So like the whole time it was getting critiqued. Paul, you just saw Paul's face. Oh, it was yeah, the, like, Oh the, man. The camera was, yeah. uh, <laughs> turned on. Oh yeah. man. But it was just, uh, yeah, no, that was super valid. I mean, that was, that was a lot of really good feedback. And in some ways, you know, I, I question, well, was, was it a little bit too early to do that? Like we're, we, we're still like in this um, hacking phase of like just making it a real app. I um, mean, we still have some, some ways to go. We can hope, we hope that this quarter we get some, you know, like actual beta application that we can start using um, and trust a little bit with our funds. Yeah. Cause right now, you know, I wouldn't trust it with our funds. 
Yeah. Uh, and like we're moving fast and we got something on mainnet reckless.muni.com muniwallet.com um, and, and, you know, and it works uh, but there's definitely a lot of bugs to fix and and some cases where I've lost money <laughs> already yeah. uh, not like a lot but but still a little bit but yeah that's that's the goal it's like the goal right now is to you know really solidify our game plan for this wallet at the same time you know make it a solid um, sort of like you know, possum color like node manager, like have all the functionality that you would want in a normal node, like open channel, connect peer, you know, list your UTXOs, list your payments, create an on-chain address, you know, create a lightning address, um, and you, you know, spend. Yeah, and you know what? I, Very I, manual I, stuff. Yeah, I, I think I think I see. I'm seeing this trend, and it's just like trending in this direction. I don't think it's like anything. Um, but I think you're right. It has to do with the app store. It has to do with like a lot of these authoritarian kind of like old school. I would even call them like from the 1970s, 1990s, like companies that kind of run the web right now in a centralized way. I feel like everything is moving. A lot of these projects, a lot of these startups that we're, that, that we keep seeing over and over are building on the web. Like they're building on this open protocol. And I just see more open protocol building, I guess. I don't, for lack of a better word happening. And I feel like mutiny is like in the, in the front front position to do that. You see that with Domus too, as well. Nostra's doing a lot of that stuff. People inside the lab are, are, are working on that aspect of it. Do you think that, do you think that's a trend that just kind of keeps, it's ha- just going to happen naturally just because we all feel that kind of, um, that old kind of, uh, I don't even know what you would call that, that old tech. Yeah. It's like, um, I would say not necessarily the old tech, but like, you know, very centralized like tech. Like I think it just comes from like over and over and over again, us getting tired of yeah, asking for permission and yeah, asking for the way it was built before. Like, you know, I don't think anyone likes email, dude. Like not <laughs> one person. I mean, sure. It's an open protocol, but it's been completely hijacked um, because it has a fundamental spam issue um, that only large centralized companies have really gone out to try to solve and they do it by pretty much cutting out any self-sovereign usage of, of email address. I mean, there was a post on Stacker News a few months ago um, about a guy that was like, well, after four decades of running my own email server, I shut it down because I couldn't get emails. Oh yeah, so no that. one could get emails. It's an open protocol, but it completely cut out of it. Um, same thing with like social networks. And this is one of the reasons why Nostr is, is getting a lot of traction right now from people just fed up with, with centralized anything, dude. Um, anything that's centralized and, and like potentially regulated or uh, centri- not censorship resistant, uh, people have just felt the pain enough to switch. And I, I hope or I can kind of envision something along the lines of, of where maybe mutiny can come in of like, you know, the thing I'm trying to think of, you know, it's bigger than any, you know, Bitcoin wallet or, or, or Bitcoin app, right? Like I'm trying to think, how do we get every PayPal Venmo cash app user to switch to something that's like a self-sovereign, you know, Bitcoin wallet. And it would be hard. I'm not saying it's going to be easy, but how can we like make it cool um, make it the next trendy thing. Make it make it something that like people actually see value in um, beyond just a, a Bitcoin wallet. Something where 
uh, it's, it's attractive because people are hitting pain points that this solves for them in an easy way. And I hope we can sort of like possibly disrupt some P2P, uh, P2P spending um, scenarios where it's just like, hey, this is, you want to, you know, buy and sell or sorry, not buy and sell, just like pay for a haircut um, really simply and easy. Like click a link, boom, you have a lightning wallet. Now you can receive, boom, I just right. paid you. Like we want that. Or if I send you a link and you click it and boom, you, you, you now have a wallet with sats. Nice. Like you want, you want some sats? Here you go. Click this link. Dude, that works. And I, th- I think it will work. No, no downloading an app. No, like signing up. Um, sure. You like, we want to have, you know, signups and encrypted backups and ways to use your wallet on multiple devices. Like there's a lot of things that we want to build. Right. But I think the goal of like just making it the most easily accessible Bitcoin wallet possible um, as the goal, like the number one, like we're web first for that reason. And then we can like build in mobile apps if we want. Um, you know, we can, we can host it on a server somewhere if we want to, or make some node manager. Throw it in the that, Netherlands. Yeah. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. like we can cater to like specific use cases. Right. But if we make sure that we're always the most accessible Bitcoin wallet, uh, I think beautiful things can happen after that. Um, especially if we start getting adoption, like, you know, there's the, I think there was that new law that like any any PayPal or Venmo or Cash App transaction over six hundred dollars has to be reported to the IRS. They're capturing. They're trying to capture every single payment in America. Fuck that. I hope there's enough the normal sane people out there that are just like spending you know spending their own dollars in their own way that said like this is insane. This level of, of of censorship and scrutiny and and um, you know privacy leaking information is just enough. I I hope we can get to that point, um, and 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 that there's alternatives um, by that point. Like th- I wanted to make I want to make mutiny something that like you like general people expect out of a payment wallet, um, and make it easy enough to 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 use. And I think. You know, we we're always trying to do. You know, me, Paul, Ben, we're always trying to be on the groundbreaking, cutting edge stuff. And I think we we have the opportunity to think outside the box and build something. I, I think, can, yeah, no, you're right. I, I think a lot of these, I think a lot of these centralized services, it's just friction that they're creating, and and it hasn't it has nothing to do with like the the KYC aspects and all that kind of thing. I think there's a part of that, but I think the biggest problem that I'm seeing that's stopping Lightning adoption, that's stopping Bitcoin adoption, is that friction. It's like we need to remove that friction as much as we can. Like, right? I can spin up the Bitcoin company app and then I'm in there and I'm using it. You know, I can go to Stacker News, then I'm in there and I'm using it. It like all these friction that these KYC and centralized, you know, uh applications and 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 like projects and and like these things, it's just friction. It did like like you said, like if I want to send somebody sats, right, for for buying me lunch, right? I I should just be able to send it with a link, like it shouldn't be, it, it shouldn't take any more than just that. It, and, and I think what mutiny and some of these other startups that are coming in now, they're seeing that, like they're seeing the friction that's there. So it's like two things. It's like the KYC is bad for you. And we all know that stuff, but it's also just the friction that it creates. Like if you want a better user experience, you want a better like uh, onboarding experience, get rid of all that. Like that's friction. 
Yeah. Um, and so, and we live in a, in a very, and you described it earlier, like in a social capitalized world, right? So a lot of this stuff is only going to be able to come from like these communities that we build here inside of Austin or, or these communities like in, in, in Nashville, right? Like those communities are where you're going to get the grassroots movement for a project or a startup to get it launched into the world. You see it, you see it decentralized amongst with Nostra and stuff like that. But I think we're, we're clapping back to that point where it's just like this whole movement of, 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 of lightning and, and Bitcoin developers are, are seeing, are seeing it. And like, and, and, and actually it looks like, Hey, it's actually right there at that mountaintop. And we're like this far away from it. Like, Let's go plant our flag. Like to me, it just seems like that at this point. Right. And then, uh, yeah, even, even the, the friction part of it, it's a, it's like yeah, trying to remove the friction of KYC and onboarding process and, and, you know, the KYC wall or sorry, the fiat walls that are put in place. Um, but just getting someone to download an app has a lot of friction as well. Like, uh, you know, it, it, it took years to get my parents to like download signal after telling my dad, like get signal, get signal signal but i have a best friend I, like every time we talk and text message i tell him to get signal and he's like oh yeah yeah, yeah i'll download it. it just doesn't download it like getting people to download an app somehow uh, is very difficult getting someone to download a bitcoin app uh you know oh you want bitcoin oh go download this app go download this app and buy it it's like oh okay yeah yeah, yeah i'll do that later yeah and they I, just they just don't like so there's a lot of friction even getting people to use these apps that you know supposed to have no friction. And then you get in and then just a ton of friction of like, okay, well, what is Bitcoin? But you know, it's even more than that too, Tony. So it's like the time and attention. Like people don't understand that um, Bitcoin and Lightning is competing with everybody else's in the fiat world, time and attention. Like if it's taking time and attention away from like, you know, anything else that you're doing, like that's friction too as well. Yeah. Like, like that's what we're really, that's what, and I feel like we live in this fiat world right now, unfortunately. And the time and attention is is far more valuable than uh, than anything else because our fiat dollars are are worth nothing, right? So there's Bitcoin, you know, our store value there, but then, then there's our time and attention that no one's valuing these days. But the, like the Netflixes, the Apples, the Googles, they all understand that. Like they they understand that time and attention is the most critical thing the most valuable thing I think in a lot of our lives these days. And it's because we live in this fiat society um, and people aren't valuing, valuing that enough. And I think if you can get rid, uh, if you can make that friction point where you describe where you can just go to mutiny on the web, you know, it makes things easier. It, it gives you back your time and attention, right. To send, to send a payment and, and all these other centralized services don't do that. Yeah. I yeah. mean, it, I think, I think the dream, um, probably a lot of Bitcoiners, uh, is is we we hope it gets to the point where people aren't even thinking about they're they're using Bitcoin, um, but they're not they don't need to know or understand how it works. It's it's like well, who understands fiat today? Like very little, very little people, and <laughs> yeah. even the people that know have ideas of how it works, uh, but like they don't grasp the full extent of of, of markets, uh, global markets, right? Like I I don't. Um, as, as a Bitcoiner, like, it's just, there's so much going on there. Um, like no one should have to have a deep understanding of the currency, uh, to, to, to use it. Right. So like, I hope that, you know, Bitcoin gets the adoption, it gets the stability, it gets the, like, uh, the people, people using it and not thinking about it again. It's just like, yeah, this is, this is a number on the screen and it determines how much of this I can buy. 
that's all people should have to worry about when it comes to a currency. Mm-hmm. Um, I know, sure, there's like, you know, I don't know if we'll ever get that goal, like truly, like, you know, I, I think some people should probably have some understanding of, of it, right? Um, but I, I would hope that it's stable enough and resilient enough eventually that like, I mean, no one want like, I, I think about that a lot. Like, I don't want to have to be thinking about money all the time, every day. Like that, that's what Bitcoin is, right? It's money. And it occupies a, the biggest share of my mental space all day, every day for years. <laughs> like, <laughs> that's crazy to think about, it's, right? It's, it's money, dude. And, and I don't want, like, I don't want my, I don't know if, uh, you know, I don't know if I would go so far as to say like, oh, I don't want to think about money or Bitcoin anymore. I want to get out. But it's just like, uh, it's, it's kind of a shame that, that, you know, in order to get to where we want to go, we do have to have a deep understanding of money to push us in a progressive, you know, a, a very positive uh, scenario in the future. Right. So like, it's, it's kind of the things that like, okay, well, let me, let me hunger down and, and be the one to really understand money here and try to build a, you know, help build a better money um, for everyone. Uh, Cause someone's got to, right. Like someone's got to build mm-hmm. the next, uh, the next era of currency. Um and to help, you know, bring other people on board that may not understand it yet, right? Um, but it's that that's that's what we do. We spend most of our time talking about money. Yeah. <laughs> Gosh, we do. And and hopefully, you know, the people after us, they don't have to spend so much time talking or thinking about money. And then the people after that and the people after that. It's just like, oh, okay, I'm using it just like I would use Cash App. Like no one, no one has like a deep understanding of how Cash App works. You know, or like really like anyone on Robin Hood, like they don't have a deep understanding <laughs> of how stock markets work. Right. It's just like number go up and down. Like, cool. That's all people want to care about because they they shouldn't have to occupy their entire mental space thinking about a currency. They should be doing shit. They should be doing what they're good at. Like maybe it's selling food or, or cooking food or like, you know, uh, some trade or art that they have. That's where they should be spending their space. Um, and the currency just should be a means to an end um, that allows them to keep doing what they're good at for and, and, and providing value for people in this world. Um, so hopefully we can we can get there with with Bitcoin where they they don't have to think about that anymore. Yeah, it's a beautiful dream. It all works out. That's what I say out loud when I'm the one giving advice to
stay.